Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I am excited about this series called Rumble Strip. Here's a picture. Uh, this is a center rumble strip. They make the shoulder rumble strips. They even have some that go across the road. They're tactile and audible, which means you feel them and you hear them. And they literally have saved my life at least two times where I've fallen asleep at the wheel because like a dummy, I'm driving at 3 a.m. in the morning when I should stop and I should sleep. But you know what? God created these spiritual rumble strips that are meant to help us when we get off our spiritual path and bring us back on path. And we'll hear them. They'll go, boom, 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 boom. You're going the wrong way. And they'll bring us back onto the path. So today we get to talk about the third one. And I want to open up with a story. This is a real life story, happened about 10 years ago. And the church had gone through a tough time. We went through this split. And uh, I don't share this to complain. I hope you understand that. Uh, But we just went through this split and I didn't do anything wrong morally or financially. It just happened. And I was just in this dark cloud, just this crazy dark cloud. I had that shame bomb go off, so I felt great shame. Why did this happen? What did I do wrong, you know? And I was just hurting. And I'm still pastoring the church. I'm getting up every week and teaching like I am now. There's this dark cloud over me. And so I'm sitting with one of my closer friends. His name's Mark Pagley. Many of you know Mark because he was our youth pastor for 17 years. And at that time, when I was speaking with him, he was the executive pastor at a church in Arkansas. Now he's a campus pastor for that same church. And Mark and I are talking and I'm whining. I'm telling him how bad my life is and how tough it's been and how much I hurt and this problem and that problem. And he stopped me, just stopped me. He said, Joe, he said, just stop. I got to tell you something. So I gave him that ability to speak into my life. And he said, you are not the same Joe I once knew. I said, what do you mean? He goes, the Joe I knew, I never, I never saw you whine ever. And he said, you were a visionary. You found out what God wanted you to do and you just did it. He said, I followed you for 17 years until God sent me to Arkansas. He said, you're not that guy anymore. He said, he said you have just gone off path. And it was just the most amazing thing. It impacted me and I needed it. And if he didn't share that with me, I probably would have kept going off path. I wasn't in any sin or anything. I was just in great hurt great shame. And God used him as what I call an outer strip. We're going to talk about outer strips today. And that's our closest friends, the people that are closest to us. And when they see us wander off the path, they're able to speak into our lives. So let's open up the text. Uh, Here's our text. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. This is for the whole series. And it says, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. That happens whenever any of us accept Christ as our savior. But then we can be lulled to sleep spiritually, right? It happens to all of us and we go off path. So here's where he gives four rumble strips. Here's verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, uh, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We found out last week in lesson two, that's referring to our conscience. And we had a whole lesson on it if you weren't here. That's one of our rumble strips. I call it our inner strip in verse 17. Therefore, do do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's referring to the written will, the Bible. And we talked about the wisdom strips. And it's not, the whole Bible isn't full of wisdom strips. We went into the book of Proverbs and it's just where God says, hey guys, I know everything. I know the future and I created you and I know all about you. And if you go down this path, 
you're going to go over a cliff. And so this Bible is full of wisdom strips. So I call that the wisdom strip. And then we had our inner strips. And today I'm calling it our outer strip, which is the people that are closest to us. Next week, I'm going to deal with verses 18, 19, and 20. But here's what we're dealing with today, verse 21. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. That word submission, submit, can have some really negative connotation in the Christian world. But do you know the word itself literally means to be willing to yield to someone? And we obviously don't submit to just anyone. There's different types of levels of submission. But one of the levels is the people that we're closest to, our closest friends, yielding to them when they speak into our lives, having those close friends that are in our lives. So I'm calling this our outer strip. And I thought this was a fascinating fact. You know, they say the number one most important skill, it's the most critical skill, if you're gonna go in the wilderness, so you're gonna go on a hike, could be you, another person, but you're going into the deep woods. They say it is not knowing how to kill, skin, and cook a snake, right? It's not knowing which berries or mushrooms to eat, that's important. It's not knowing how to navigate by the stars. That's important. How to purify water, how to start a fire. Really important. They say the number one most critical skill is to tell two or three people where you're going, when you're coming back, so that they know that if you don't show up, they can come looking for you. And they say that's, that, that's the number one most critical skill. And it's the same for us Christians. I want to ask you a question. Who has their eyes on you? Who is there in your life if you go off path spiritually, is going to notice. Is there anybody that close to you? And if there's not, then I can guarantee you, myself included, you will go off the path. It's just gonna happen because we're human beings. Life's gonna throw a bomb at you. Something's gonna happen. You're gonna struggle with one of those sins that are a common sin for you. You're gonna go off. And we all need that type of person in our lives. So here's my big idea for this lesson. And you're gonna find out how incredibly true it is. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. I can, te- I can guarantee you what your future will be by who your closest friends are. These are your closest friends, right? So all of us, you know, I think all of us should hang out with non-Christians at times. We should have peripheral friends that aren't Christians. and uh, It's very important, I think, to do. Jesus did that, right? But his closest friends were Peter, John, and James. And those are the guys he did life with. And we have to have that close inner circle. And it's really important, that inner circle, if you want to be spiritual, that there's people that love God and they're spiritual people. So here's the problem with us Christians, myself included. We can be extremes if we don't watch it. And there's two polar extremes. One polar extreme is for us to isolate ourselves. And everybody in our life is a Christian, right? If we play softball, it has to be in a Christian softball league. I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's just like, We don't want to get cooties. The world is full of cooties, right? So we have nobody we're rubbing shoulders with that doesn't uh, know Christ. And I I think we have to have those people. The other extreme is we have no Christian friends. All of our friends are worldly, and we look just like they do. We're living the life just like they do. Those are the two polar extremes. And, And I like this. I heard this said. The devil doesn't care what side of the horse you fall off of. He just wants you to fall off. So he really doesn't care. And so there's a tension that all of us have. We have this tension, and, and we, have, we, we have to monitor it, and it's tough. 
But, but we, we have to make sure we get out there in the world. We have some friends that aren't Christians. We're rubbing shoulders with them. All of us have relatives that don't walk with the Lord, right? God doesn't want you never to hang out with him. He wants you to see him, hang out with him. He doesn't want you isolating, but your closest friends, if, if you want to succeed, you want your closest friends to really love God so that they can be that rumble strip. You can rub off on them. They can rub off on you. And I just want to show you four things about these rumble strips. They're so important. This first one is huge. You ready? And it goes like this. You must pick the right friends. It's really important that you pick the right friends. And you may wonder why, and of course the right friends would be spiritual friends, your closest friends. It's okay to have other friends, but these are your inner circle you do life with. Listen to this, this is a study by Princeton University. When we intentionally spend time with people that we enjoy being with, it just means you open your heart up, they're your buds. Listen to this. we neurologically fall into the same brain pattern slash wavelengths known as synchronization. Isn't that crazy? Um, They also say the psychologists tell us that we are the summation of the people we've hung out with and listened to over the past five years. So you become who you hang out with. That's science now. I'm gonna show you scripture too, but that's science. And isn't it for all of us married couples, it's just the craziest thing Gina and I will be together, something will happen, and sometimes I'm first, sometimes she's first, but she says something, and I go, that's exactly what I thought, that's exactly what I was gonna say. What's happened? We have sunk together, we have synchronized. And your closest friends, you begin to synchronize with them. The people you let your hair down with, the people you hang out with, you begin to synchronize. They're influencing us, and that's why that's important to know. Here's the scripture, it's almost, when I read the scripture, It's almost like God read this study and then wrote the scripture, right? Here's Proverbs 13, 20. It says, walk with the wise. People you walk with are who you do life with. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So what what he's saying to you is whoever you hang out with, they're going to literally rub off on you. You're gonna sink with those people. And so I wanna just speak to different people that are, listening right now on all our campuses. Some of you have a really difficult time making friends. I understand that. I'm actually an introvert. You may not have guessed that, but I am an, an introvert. You can ask Gina. Gina's an extrovert. And so if you meet me in the lobbies, I can talk and, and I can be fun. But by nature, I, I like to just be alone. That's my personality. So if I can have close friends, anyone can have close friends. You can do it. All of us can get that inner core that we hang out with. And if you were to ask me what's the best way to find somebody that I can click with and be best friends with, I would tell you this, jump into a connect group if you're an adult. And students, you have connect groups too. Jump into a connect group. And and I'll tell you what I noticed. This is the most amazing thing. Gina and I do a connect group together. It's, It's called the Freedom Group. And we just did another one. And we'll be doing another one in the fall. Now, you can't sign up for our group. You sign up for freedom groups. We have several leaders, and then they just assign us who's ever in our group. We had 24 in our group this time. And we do it in my office. And I could fit 20 comfortable in there, but 24 is crazy. But we did it. But here's what I noticed. Here's what I noticed. People come in. They're strangers. They've never met each other. Some are very new to the church. We get into it two or three weeks, And not only are they learning this incredible spiritual curriculum, 
But I begin to see them linger after class and they begin to talk to each other a little bit. Then before I know it, four weeks in, they're exchanging cell phone numbers. Then they're going out and having coffee together. Then they're talking every time I see them in the lobby. And some of them are introverts, but they're they're in there and they're just saying, boy, that person's just like me. They hear their answer, they're like, whoa, that's exactly how I think. And then they get to talking. You can find a friend if you just jump into a connect group, not to mention the spiritual impact. It will change your life. Now, um, with our kids, when, when our kids were growing up, um, we felt, we had them in Christian school through junior high. We had a Christian school in our building. And, but when they got to that junior high age, I felt like for us and for our kids, we needed them to put them in public school. We wanted to walk them through that process and so they didn't experience the first time in college. Every parent's different. You need to pray about what you do with your children. That's okay. But we wanted to put them in there and we did. And it was amazing because their closest friends, here's what we made sure to do. Their closest friends were here. So we made sure we always had them in B kids. So they always had their closest friends from church. Their parents were like us at our house. They were at their house. But then when they were students, students, man, their closest friends were guys they met at Paramount. And I'm telling you, that kept them and kept their friends on the straight and narrow. And parents... Knowing what we just heard about uh, Princeton University study, I just want to encourage you, make sure your, fr- your kids have some friends that are Christian that love God. They can still have other friends. I'm not saying they can still hang out and do all the other things they do, but try to make sure that core, the closest friends, love God. It's, it's going to change their life. You know, I had four kids, they're PKs, and PKs typically, as soon as they're old enough, they don't go to church anymore. They, they, they blow God off for years because they see the inner part of church and it, it can really stain them. Like 10 years ago, we went through that split. Most PKs never serve God again after they go through something like that. My kids, all four of them, love God. They're serving God. And I'm really convinced it's because we made sure they had outer strips, many of them, in their lives. So you and I have to make a decision we have to begin to look and say, I have to pick my friends. Here, here's the second one. This one's tough. Um, I've struggled with it at times. You, you must listen to your friends. It's really easy to be d- defensive, isn't it? And it's really easy to want our friends to be a rubber stamp, right? Not a rumble strip. I want you to be a rub- rubber stamp. Just agree with everything I say, right? And then it's really easy uh, when someone points something out to you. Now, remember, I want to make sure you hear this. These are people you're really close to that you have opened your life up to. So it's not just anybody. But even when those people say something to you, even when your mate says something to you, isn't it easy to just become defensive right away and just lash out and say, and I call it throwing smoke bombs, you know, and just just boom, 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 let them have it. And then, you know, when Mark talked to me, I could say, well, you're not perfect neither. I see this wrong with your life and that wrong with your life. And so it's really important that we open up and we really listen. Our friends may not always be right, but we want to prayerfully accept and receive anything they would say. Here's two scriptures that really have helped me. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. So we need to have some folks speaking into our life. Uh, Proverbs 18, 12 reads this way. Before downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. And, and I love this thing called humility. It just means humbling ourselves and just listening to people, hearing what they have to say, 
And, and I really believe if you were to ask me why believers do so well, I'm very humble before our board of trustees. I allow them to speak into our life. Sometimes they look at me and they say, no, that's not the way, right way to go. We vote, they, they vote different than I would vote. But you know what? I believe that's why we do so well because all of us have to be humble and put ourselves in some of those positions where people can speak into our lives. So I wanna ask you a question. Who's allowed to speak into your life? You obviously don't want it to be someone you don't know, right? How many of us have some people and some friends, they like to tell us things, we're not even close to them. It's like you walk away going, ah, you know, I don't wanna hear that. They don't have that position. But man, when you give them that position, you wanna make sure that you listen because God put them there to help us. I need rumble strips in my life. I need some guys in my life that can see if I go off path. And it's funny, you know what Mark told me in my opening story? Gina was telling me it. But that was Gina, I didn't listen. And so, so you know, it's your wife, you know, it's your mate. It's like, eh, you know. But then Mark said it and it's like, oh, okay. We, we need somebody outside of our mate, right? That can speak into our lives. Guys, really, really important. Here, here's my third point. You must ask your friends the right questions. I call it you and I being an interviewer. It's really an important skill that will change your life. Here, here's my proverb, Proverbs 20 verse five. Though good advice lies deep within the heart of a person, or in the, within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. In other words, people cannot read your mind. And, and, and if you're gonna be a wise person, you need to interview people. You need to ask questions, right? How do you do this? How do you do that? I'm struggling with my devotional. My devotional is really flat. What do you do with your devotional? They're, they're probably not gonna offer that to you unless you ask them. So I remember when we had our first child, Joe Jr., Gina and I read all these How to Raise Kids books, you know? And, you know, books are good. They're great. I, I love to read them. But sometimes you need someone that's been through it to give you some advice, right? And so we knew this couple... And we were so amazed at their kids. Their kids were older and they blew us away. And we watched them for years because if the parents said uh, no, the kids never threw a tantrum. I mean, it was just mind blowing. I think, whoa, I don't see that often. And then, and then if they said sit down, the first time, go do that, the kid just obeyed and they were loving kids. The parents weren't mean to them. And I was like, whoa, you don't see that often. So when Gina and I had our first one, uh, we, we sat down and interviewed them. We said, how do you do that? Did, were your kids just magical kids? How many of us that have kids, you realize none of them are magical, right? You, you have to train them, right? You have to work with them. So we said, what is your secret? How do you do this? And we just, we just took notes, just in our minds. Well, we do it this way. This is how we handle this. This is how we handle that. And it really helped us be better parents. We learned things we would have never known if we didn't speak with those couples. So you have to come to a place to where you just ask a lot of questions. If, you, if there's something going wrong in your life or you have a question in an area, it's so cool to have some close people that you can just say, hey, let's go get coffee. I need to ask you a couple questions and then ask those questions. I'll, I'll tell you another story related to this. I've had the pleasure, Gene and I, of pastoring believers for 36 years and we have helped a lot of young pastors. So, you know, when we were doing this for 10 years, when we were doing this for 15 years, guys starting out, they'd, they'd come and they'd ask all these questions. And the ones that were most successful, the young pastors, they, they would have a notepad in their hand 
and they would just, they'd ask me every, every question you can imagine. They, they used to wear me out. I used to just almost get tired of them, you know. Well, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this? I'm an introvert, remember? How do you do this? How do you do that? But those are the guys now. I'm telling you, their churches blew up. And, and they did that everywhere they went. They asked question after question. And it can change our lives. Why? There's a lot of things I know, but if you don't ask me, I'm not gonna volunteer it because I don't even know you wanna know. I don't even know you need it. And so you have to ask the right questions. Remember, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Now we understand why, right? But I wanna give you one more, uh, number four. I think this one's so important. And I like to say it like this way. You must become a friend. Man, people need you. And I realize all, some of you have the right core friends. I realize you're doing everything right. Probably the majority of you. I'm just encouraging you, letting you know how important that is. Some of you really need to hear this. It's really important to you for whatever reason. But then, you know what? People need you. and You just need to become a friend. You need to be an outer rumble strip. People need you. And so even if you think, I've, you know, I've got enough friends, I don't... There, there are some young people around that really need you, some other folks around. You're ahead of them spiritually. They really need another rumble strip in their life. So you might jump in a connect group just to be there and look for some people that maybe you can help mentor and help grow. And I, I, love, this, I love this next verse, Galatians 6.1. Dear brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly or spiritual should gently and humbly help him back onto the right path. So I, I love this because this is all about being a rumble strip, right? And then it goes on and says, I love this part, remembering that the next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. So here's the first thing I see when I read the scripture. It, it, it just makes me free, takes the burden off me. All of us at one time or another in our life are gonna go off path. I mean, that's what that scripture's saying. So when you're the one that's not off path and the person you're close to, they, you know, you hang with, they go off path, God's just saying, hey, go to them with the right attitude because it's gonna happen to you sooner or later. And I'm not trying to speak something negative over your life. We're humans, right? It's gonna happen to us. So he's saying, go to them gently. Understand you could have the same problem. And what's the whole heart of God? Be the rumble strip. Get them back on path. So who do you have in your life that if you went off path would actually know it? Are you close with anybody? Sometimes your mates, like I said, you won't listen to them, husband or wife. You just, you know, they're gonna say something and you're, you're just gonna blow it off. But who are some of the people in your life that if you go off path, they're gonna notice it and they're gonna be able to speak into your life. Are you close with some people that you can be their rumble strip? So I'm really, I'm really excited about this because I think God's gonna just really change some people's lives just by making some adjustments right now in our lives. So let's bow our heads. TCI, Borman, Warren, let's go ahead and pray, man. I really believe this is a big God moment for some people. So let's have that attitude of prayer. And for some of you, you're, you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want friends. I'm just, it's just really hard. Uh, it's really hard for me to open up. And so I wanna pray with you right now. And also I wanna encourage you, jump into a connect group somewhere because you have to get yourself into the right place. But I wanna pray with you right now. And everyone else, help us pray as we pray this and just agree with me as I pray it. But Father, for those that really struggle opening up and, 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 and being close to another person, Father, I pray that by your grace, you would give them that ability. And I thank you for doing it. And I ask you, Father, 
bring the right people across their path, Lord. And Lord, for some in here that every friend they have is a non-Christian, I know you don't want them to just walk away from all them, but Lord, give them the grace to bring some new friends in that they'll be able to become close with that can be that rumble strip in their life, Father God. Help them do that gracefully, that transition. And Father, for some of us, we're just wanting to be a rumble strip, so we ask you just to connect us with the people you know we can help. And Lord, for all of us, we just thank you for teaching us and making us aware that who we hang with, we become. That, Father, we literally synchronize with those we open our lives up to. So, Father, now we can make adjustments if we need to. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I just believe God's ministering to hearts, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Some of you, again, probably the majority of you, you're already doing this, so you can smile and say, I'm doing this. Check that off. Doing a good job. Thank you. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you walked in to TCI, Borman, Warren. Maybe it's the first time, maybe it's the second or third time, but you're not sure of your forever. You're not sure of your eternity. So right now, I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you uh, believe in God, don't believe in God. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult, if you join a church, all great things. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life where you made it personal and you said, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven and I accept you as my savior and, and I give you my heart. Can you remember that day in your life? Because uh, it's more than church attendance, more than church membership. And those things are okay. Those are great, but it's more than that. So here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day when you said to Jesus, I believe you're the way, the truth, and the life. I give you my heart and decide to follow you. Jesus said whoever does that, he'd save them. He'd wash all their sins away. That's why he died on the cross. He's the savior of the world. Whoever believes in him, he'll give them the gift of eternal life. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We're, we're in a state of prayer. If you're listening, you say, I've never done that, but I'm ready to do it today. Here's all I need you to do. I just want you to pray with me and mean it from your heart. Everyone else that's already prayed, we're gonna help you pray. So guys, those of us that have prayed, let's pray loud enough so they hear us. Let's help them go through this incredibly huge moment in their life. So guys, just say this after me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. God raised you from the dead. And this day, I accept you as my Savior. I call you Lord, and I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, man. If you did that, wow, a miracle's happened. You may not have felt it. According to the Bible, God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future home. God's your father. I mean, that's wow. But you may not have felt anything, but that's what happened when you accepted Jesus by faith. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. 
the best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.